This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel currently uh, living in Tucson, Arizona, for anyone who's curious. Uh, Actually, on Earth. Not just a voice in your iTunes or your mobile device or your computer. Uh, so today is uh, December 25th, and we have just had the uh, the winter solstice a few days ago. And uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm really excited that I, on that day, uh, I launched uh, the new subscription service. So you can become a subscriber to tdjacobs.com and get uh, a ton of detailed, in-depth content uh, about all the happenings for the upcoming astrological month. And every month, all the new materials, I'm figuring right now, maybe about 45 minutes of video and audio um, but I always go over, <laughs> so so uh, it's 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 definitely it's definitely worth uh, worth the money every month to do this. Uh, and also, if you subscribe for a year, you can pay monthly or pay for a year. And uh, if you pay for a year, you get a month free. You're paying for 11 months. And so you can check that out through tdjacobs.com forward slash subscription dot html, or just look for the subscription service uh, graphic button linked uh, on on my homepage, tdjacobs.com. So this is my first time doing something organized and structured like this, and and I think years ago I wouldn't have done it. Uh, But Saturn's on my my sun right now, and I feel that there's this marvelous opportunity for a second house, uh, you know, structural change. And so I've... I've, uh, dived in, and I'm really excited about it. And uh, yesterday I did a video on uh, an in-depth uh, exploration of the winter solstice. Uh, I talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago um, a little bit, but I go into more detail and also how it's activating, uh, or actually then the new moon is another topic, uh, on uh, on the first that activates a grand cross between Mars and Libra, Jupiter and Cancer, and uh Uranus and Aries and that and that Capricorn new moon at about 11 Capricorn conjunct Pluto and Mercury. So it's kind of a kind of a big deal and giving us some some um, opportunity to plant some seeds for how we relate to the Grand Cross later, you, you know, as it unfolds during 2014. So I encourage you to uh, to sign up for that and um, uh, I'm really I'm really excited about doing it. The subscription service it's a it's brand new and. Um, also, just another note on my own Saturn uh, transit, since I've been thinking about it quite a lot. I, um, I, I, as you know, if you've listened to the show uh, for any length of time, I'm, I'm a channel. Also, I, you know, talk about myself as a channel now and then. And uh, one of the things that the tools that I use is I use a, a gemstone called Tiger Iron. It's not Tiger Eye, but Tiger Eye is part is one of the three stones that make it up. So I have this wonderful uh, stone. I actually have two. A wonderful stone sent to me by uh, some friends uh, who live in Australia, uh, whom I met at uh, Stephen Forrest's uh, AP program. They trekked for several years, uh, once or twice a year, all the way to the States to do this uh, four-day intensive. And, um, and 
they sent me the stone, and and I uh, was able to develop a relationship with Jehudi very easily, and so I can open that channeling space when I pick up the stone. Now I've kind of, I've charged it through channeling, and I've kind of trained myself to to get close to the, you know, to to feel the vibration of it. So so you know, here we go. Saturn on your Sun and Scorpio in the second, you, you know, your relationship with rocks may change. It's kind of how I've been joking about it with myself. So. Uh, when I find tiger iron, I tend to find big, rough, uncut pieces, um, you know, just kind of like big chunks cut off slabs or, you know, big chunks of rock. Uh, or I find them uh, polished and tumbled, usually either as a worry stone, which tends to be thin, or as a, um, um, as a cabochon, which is, you know, intended for making jewelry, and often they come with little holes drilled in so you can put it on a pendant or something, right? a bracelet. So they're too small. They're too small. There has to be layers of the tiger iron and, and, and uh, you know, layers of the three constituent stones. And what they are, the red jasper, uh, gold tiger eye, and um, hematite. Hematite relates to the root chakra. It's the kind of uh, gunship gray or dark, dark gray um uh, kind of shimmery that thing, and it's also uh, magnetic. Uh, so, uh, and then the second chakra, red jasper, and then the the third chakra, um, the gold tiger eye. And some people will bill or market tiger eye, gold tiger eye, as tiger iron. So you have to be really, really specific. And this is one of the reasons why I'm about to do what I'm about to do that I'm going to tell you about. Um, really, really excited about it, actually, and I'm looking at myself saying, really? <laughs> but it makes total sense. I can't find the size and shape of rocks that I need, and now I have um, tutoring students and, and uh, you know, uh, coaching clients and people who have one-off sessions with me from all over the world, and one of the suggestions that comes through is to uh, introduce them to the stone to help them with their grounding process. It keeps us in our lower three chakras, helps open that up, and when we're in our bodies in a certain way, it allows uh, freedom for the sixth chakra to open up. And it's often said that the tiger iron affects the sixth chakra. So you're like, I thought I was listening to an astrology show, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn how to cut rocks. Like I already know that I can buy slabs of tiger iron. Slab, it could even be a pound. It doesn't have to be a giant thing. But to buy it and then cut it to the size and shape that I want and then polish it. And I found um, uh, in, in Tucson there's something called the Old Pueblo Lapidary Club. And lapidary means relating to stones and gems or something like this. And um, they, have a, they have an open workshop where I can go learn how to do this and take classes. So uh, two days from now, <laughs> this Friday, I'm, going, I'm all at Twitter about it. I'm so excited because um, I see wonderful slabs and then I see tiny little cabochons and little worry stones that are, you know, neither of which will work for the purposes that I want. So what my, my intention has been, and I've been looking for a good source for about a year, trying out different ideas and talking to people and not finding, uh, not, not finding what exactly I want. Um, uh, what I'm going to do is make them available to people. So at some point, I think in the next few months, maybe six months, I don't know how much, how long it'll take me to learn some basic skills, uh, but you'll be able to get tiger iron from me, which will help with grounding. So you can, you know, I offer the free meditation on my website, 
uh, and everything I do is about grounding. I, I do these channeling events with uh, Jehudi, and now also with Archangel Metatron. You know, so I do these all these events to teach you to ground. I give you affirmations and do energy work for you. But this will be a boost to that. So I'm extremely excited about that and this industriousness that's being birthed within me <laughs> with the transiting Saturn on my second house Scorpio Sun. It's kind of um, I don't know to be having a Saturn moment that is inspiring. I think that's almost a little counterintuitive, like being excited about hard work, being excited about, you know, in my case, the second house, learning something new. That that, that does excite me in general. But uh, anyway, I'm having a finally having a great time with this Saturn transit. After feeling the weight, you know, of Saturn on me, and also where I live, Tucson, is on my relocated Saturn midheaven line. And so for me, the over four years uh, that I've been in Tucson, it's been all about Saturn Midheaven stuff. So, you know, one of the results is this show, you know, where there are, um, a, you know, literally a bevy, <laughs> a passel, um, you know, a, a big bunch of uh, podcast subscribers. So people all over the world are getting this, you know, this uh, this information from me on a, on a regular basis through this show. Uh, and so that's a very Saturn on the Midheaven kind of thing. Uh, and also my Midheaven relocated here is Gemini. My Saturn's in Gemini. So here it is, teaching, information, communication. So uh, so anyway, I'm having a good time with that. And um, I thought I'd share that with you because um, the, the gemstone thing is a new avenue for me. It used to be I could never remember anything about it. And, you, you know, somebody might say, oh, you could really benefit from having some hematite or whatever, right? And I would say, oh, what is hematite about? And uh, the person would tell me, and I would it would immediately leave my mind. Like, very few things I cannot grasp, but I know when I can't, you know, consistently over time, that um, maybe it's not yet time to learn, but suddenly I'm getting it. So I'm getting exposure to new things, and it, that's actually very exciting for my uh, for my Scorpio son, because I like knowing how things work, especially uh, about energy work and consciousness and, uh, you know, how to change things and how to transform, Scorpio keyword, uh, things under the surface. So that's coming up, and I'm really, really very excited about that. Today's show... Um, is about um, ending a year and beginning a year. I will I will put your attention on an article, uh, a free PDF. I think it's like 12 or 13 pages on my site that you can read, and it's called um, a New Year's Guide for Energetic Beings, and, and it talks a little about how. Uh, you know how to understand the end of the Mayan calendar, which had ended shortly before that. Uh, and in, in fact, uh, as, as far as I can tell, the end of De end of October of 2012, not uh, the solstice in uh, in December of 2012. Anyway, so I put this thing out in December, hoping to give people some insight. So go to tdjacobs.com forward slash articles.html, and at this point, it's the second entry. The first entry is the Lilith pages. It takes you into this little portal where you can learn about Lilith, but the second one is this energetic uh, guide for, or New Year's guide for energetic beings. I encourage you to read that. Um, even though it's a year old, it's it's pertinent and relevant because um, it's about about some of these topics and uh, and understanding how to, uh, to navigate consciously the, the changing times. So as far as setting intentions for uh, the year, we have to understand what's happened thus far. You know, we have. You know, it's it's one thing to say, um, "Gosh, I really want my next year." You know, gee golly whiz, sorry. Um, I really want my next year to be about this. This is my goal. This is really the kind of person I'm becoming, and this these are my intentions. 
But I think it's really also important to make some peace with the fact that we we're completing a year as well. And I think it's very, very easy to continue in a certain vein or or even bounce off a certain uh, place where we have been say oh yeah, yeah that's not working let me go on off, off in this other direction to make sure that something is working and you do that but you might not fully make peace with what has unfolded in the past and as Jupiter right now is retrograding in the sign of cancer and we're about halfway through its truck through cancer it's about the end of June to maybe the beginning of July next year and um, and it's retrograding, so we need to revisit certain emotional things. So I'm in inviting you, this is one more layer of uh, a year's worth of Jupiter and Cancer invitations for me, because I'm really trying to point out how to understand better the role of emotions in our lives, because emotions are about energy, and I'm teaching about how we are energetic beings, dot, dot, dot. So understand the year you're coming from. Don't package something and put it on a shelf and decide that, well, that didn't work. Ugh. Can't wait to move on. You know, please don't, or you would be well served if you were to understand more about the process that you went through this year. Maybe goals didn't work. Maybe goals, maybe your goals and your intentions for the year turned out differently. Maybe things seem stalled in a certain way. And um, and this is going to feed into what I say about creating goals and intentions for the next year. But understanding what has happened is as part of your goal as part of the intentions you set is very, very important. I guess now I'm skipping ahead. It looks like I'm skipping ahead. So so what I want to say um, and teach you about is that with the intention setting process, and this is about manifestation, right? And ultimately, it's about abundance, but I don't want you to get stuck on money. <laughs> um, but uh, money or things, necessarily. Um, but understanding abundance is about understanding love and flow and generosity of heart and spirit and all these things. So when you set an intention, you are met by life with, you know, by the universe, by the cosmos, and all the people who are, you know, occupying it, people and, and, and forces. Uh, you are met with a reflection of your vibration. So what we tend to think of manifestation is, I'm going to do a vision board, I'm going to set my intentions, I'm going to do my affirmations. What we're actually met with is a reflection in real time of what we are vibrating. So if we say, uh, I, am, I am manifesting this wonderful thing, this is what I'm doing, it's already here, thanks in advance, thanks Cosmos, all these kinds of things we learn through New Age teachings about manifestation and abundance. If we do that, that's great. That means that we're generating a positive signal. We are generating a positive field that uh, goes out and is sending a message of, of what we're vibrating, right? What we also have to become aware of is what we perhaps are vibrating under the surface because what comes to us shows us the full range of our vibration. Sometimes if we're not aware of a fear that we have or hesitance or resistance to something, uh, we may fear, let, let's say that we're talking about some version of success. If we fear success for any reason, then we're going to be met with things that seem to support having a fear of success or a lack of success. So uh, I want this wonderful thing. I want to be successful in, in you know my chosen endeavors or however you word it. You don't have to be a Hallmark card kind of uh, energy. Uh, what you're going to be met with is what you're really vibrating in full. So you might be really 
really hammering away at this positive, loving, new age frequency of like, yes, things are wonderful. But if part of you under the surface is unhappy, is unsatisfied, is hurt by something you have received in the past, is, you know, concerned about body image or concerned that you have enemies from your past or people that you have unresolved problems with and you wouldn't want to, you know, this whole thing about becoming known for something, becoming successful, receiving abundance. Um, if you have fears about receiving or you have judgments of yourself and others from the past or fears that others are judging you, you will be met with an accurate reflection, a mirroring of what you're actually carrying, not just what you are investing conscious energy into. So this is a really, really important point. Um, Judy talks about this in the channeled book Conscious Revolution, Tools for 2012 and Beyond. Um, it, it's, it's one of four channeled books that I brought through and I compiled them uh, into Jehuti Speaks. It's, uh, the first word is D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. second word is Speaks, like here I am speaking at you, but Speaks. And that is available only in paperback. Now, the, the four individual volumes, channeled volumes, are available as uh, paperbacks as well as Kindle and eBooks through my site. Um, but but the... Um, through tdjacobs.com. But, but the paperback, all four together, it's, and it's because Jehudi wants you to hold the book. Judy wants you to have all four books together, and they cost about, you know, the cost of two volumes instead of four individual volumes. So I encourage you to get that through um, through tdjacobs.com or through uh, Amazon. Um, but anyway, he talks about conscious revolution. That you know what he would say is the truth about manifestation, and um, he doesn't want us all to go get obsessive about having um, red wagons or red bicycles or whatever it is, or red sports cars in our driveway some magical morning. It's, he doesn't want us to go crazy on abundance stuff, but he wants us to really understand how the process works. And how he talks about it is that you need to understand that if you have any fears about this, you're also generating that signal at the same time, simultaneously with the broadcast of what it is that uh, you want to experience. So stick with me on the soul's journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and I'll be right back. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. 
Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom from tdjacobs.com, your friendly neighborhood uh, evolutionary astrologer and channel. Uh, today I'm talking about um, a kind of a, a, kind of a, uh, a multi-layered conversation about uh, setting intentions for the year and learning to work with the universe. So thus far it may sound like it's really about manifestation and abundance, but essentially you know, in, a, in that particular way of New Age teachings, but um, in fact, you are constantly manifesting. This is one of the things Jehudi goes into in Conscious Revolution. Uh, you are constantly manifesting. You are always making something happen in the world around you because of a vibration that you carry within your field. A belief that you have, a thought that you have, a memory that persists that you give meaning to. Right. So the problem isn't memory, but perhaps the meaning ascribed to it or attached to it. Uh, all these things uh, generate, and the energies you hold in your body that are tied to emotions and perhaps other people's energies that you have absorbed, uh, all these things generate uh, powerful frequencies. So if you think that life isn't supportive, that's what you'll find to be true. So all this stuff about the, these New Age teachings are accurate. Um, you know, if you believe in goodness, you will find goodness. If you generate love, you will find love. If you are generous, you will find generosity. It is true. And yet for just about everybody, I mean, I think everybody, but I think the, the, um, resistance levels can differ between different people. And so therefore the speed of release and transformation about these issues can be different for different people. But every single person has to go through a process of meeting the resistance that is carried inside in the outside world around him or her. But we don't know that we carry the resistance. We meet it and we look at the world, these people, that person, this group, that institution. It seems like that's what's happening. You know, that's what's actually happening. And in fact, we're generating a frequency and uh, we're finding that frequency manifest in the world around us. So for setting intentions for next year, the first process is to look at last year, <laughs> this past year. And if you want to go back to prior years, that's great too. But look at things that you perceive didn't work. And understand that when you set an intention, the universe actually responds. Life actually responds and the idea is to help you. But sometimes that help comes in the form of showing you a belief or a vibration, which is to say a belief under the surface. Well, you know, vibrations can be beliefs, uh, but vibration under the surface, that's an emotional thing about how it's not true or fearing it's not true. So when you say, um, uh, I want to make uh, this thing happen, and you find barriers, don't decide that it's the wrong thing. If it's good for you, if it's the right thing for you, if you've arrived at that by checking in with your heart and spirit and, and getting into uh, alignment with yourself as a divine being and what is, you know, what is in your heart to do on this planet, then it doesn't mean that thing is the wrong thing to do. It could be timing. It could be the place. It could be the audience. It could be the people. It could be that you need to learn something new. Right? It could be that you have to add to your skill set. Like I spent, um, a I mentioned earlier in, in the show, I spent a year looking for sources of the tiger iron stones that I wanted and not finding it. Well, at the time I thought, gosh, was this, you know, at, at certain points throughout that year, I thought, is this a bad idea? I thought it was a great idea. Charge some stones, being able to give it to people who can um, be able to access these, these, uh, these Ascended Master and Archangel frequencies quicker and better. That seems like a great idea. 
uh, you know, and I hadn't heard of anyone doing that before. So uh, anyway, so it turns out that I needed to get into action and make it happen with my own two hands. And that would be empowering and fulfilling for me. So kind of, you know, it didn't occur to me, though, until a year into it, into the process, when Saturn was transiting my son. So, you know, the timing sometimes is an issue. Sometimes it's the right people. Sometimes you might say, I really need to learn this skill, and you sign up for a class, or you, or you approach a mentor, and it's a horrible experience. Does that mean the skill that you want to add is bad? Maybe not. You know, probably not. It's sometimes it might be not the right timing for you, and the universe, including your guidance team, will make that happen. And I remember um, before I started doing energy work on people, and before uh, what, I was channeling Jehudi in as much as um, sometimes a little bit for clients, but mostly it was in um, uh, for my own tutoring, my astrology tutoring. This was like four, five, six years ago when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, and I was, before I wrote the Soul's Journey series of books, which is based on what he taught me about astrology. And um, I remember approaching several different people that I knew who were Reiki masters about getting that third attunement, becoming a Reiki master. I had the two attunements. I was doing Reiki sessions uh, as part of my practice. I don't do that anymore, but I was at that point. Um, I, you know, I was doing it on animals on the street. I was doing, you know, I was doing all this stuff. And um, and I couldn't find anything that felt right. And I maybe investigated five or six opportunities. And and you know maybe I should have done ten or eleven. Like that's our logic, right? But every you know every time I started to explore it, it wasn't right, and it didn't feel right. And now in retrospect, it was um, it was okay for me not to do that. I'm, I'm in a different direction, and I had no idea that I would be doing energy work on people, uh, you know, or, and 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 with Jehudi's support and teaching and help, and also with um, Archangel Metatron, who is quite a serious energy worker. They're both, they have different aims, but they work on different frequencies, but it's a very powerful, impactful work such that I just carry their vibrations and my clients have shifts. You know, and we talk together while I'm holding this vibration. I don't even have to do the energy work. And so, you know, in retrospect, I have to wonder if uh, it was perfect for me not to get the third Reiki attunement. It would have adjusted something in my field, perhaps, it would have made it not, uh, you know, made me not as amenable to doing the kind of really, frankly, expletive and cool energy work that I do on clients now. Maybe it would have changed something. So anyway, so, uh, but I was frustrated, you know, at that point. So, so we have an intention. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it might not be the right thing, but don't automatically assume it's the wrong thing if it didn't work. You know, I also had three near misses with grad school. And uh, and uh, one of them, I actually was really important to me in my heart, kind of really, really, you know, important to me. It was uh, music. Doing uh, uh, the opportunity was to do a graduate performance certificate in uh, trombone performance at a at a conservatory uh, in the Northeast when I was living in Boston, and um, and it just turned out not to be the right opportunity. And, and my heart felt a little broken. But now, in retrospect, I see, you know, I may not have gone down that road to uh, be able to do this, you know, what I'm doing today that is very fulfilling. So we have to look at our – this is, you know, I keep getting tangential. Uh, uh, but um, we have to – to be successful with this, we have to also understand our history in terms of sometimes things aren't the right thing to work out. And I'm encouraging you not to beat yourself up for choices you've made. Um, encouraging you to accept with some peace and also with some gratitude that 
you become the person you need to become through a variety of experiences, not always the ones that you foresee will be useful and helpful. So rewrite your history for the last year. What didn't work? What felt like a failure? What hurt? What was um, expletiving hard? You know, what was what was a real uh, pain in the expletive or whatever? Um, so rewrite your history. Look at those things and uh, and uh, see see what you can see what you can come up with about creating some peace and forgiveness and and calm surrounding the year you already had. Now, moving into the next year, set your intentions, but understand that you may not see the whole picture. So you know. Uh, this thing about new, I, I gotta, I gotta, it's like a halfway diversion. I gotta talk about New Year's resolutions. Um, I have, to, I have to do that. I, I feel like I've done that in blog posts in the past. I'm kind of half blanking on that, but um, you know, New Year's resolutions as a Western cultural phenomenon. I don't know if it exists in the East or not. I don't believe they're on the same calendar anyway, so I don't know that they have the same, you know, um, magic invested in resolutions. You know, or the the magical powers invested in that in that aspect of life like oh it's a new year we can make a change um so uh when you have a resolution this whole the, the, you know the way it's uh grown up culturally is that you're supposed to change something that doesn't work and something that you may feel shameful about even uh it doesn't have to be that way but the sun is 10 days into the sign of capricorn 10 or 11 or 12 days in the sign of capricorn after the uh the um winter solstice now, when the when the sun hits the hits Capricorn every year, there's a time of quiet, inner reflection. But Capricorn is also about observing what doesn't work right, and and um, you know this this idea of responsibility, this idea of should. Well, this should be happening, and I should be this kind of person. So what happens is, with the best of intentions to create a better year, you actually might beat yourself up for all the wrong reasons <laughs> with this energy of Capricorn. Uh, yeah, I'm laughing, not at you, but it's just absurd to me. Some of these cultural things that have arisen that have, you know, take us far away from our relationship as beings, you know, with the earth as beings on the planet and working with the cycles of the seasons, etc. Um, so if you're somebody who makes resolutions, just check to see if you're doing it from a place of, you know what, I'm ready to be empowered to improve something versus... Oh, I'm a terrible person because I do this thing. Maybe you drink. Maybe you smoke. Maybe you don't exercise enough. Maybe it's how you eat. Maybe you don't call your mother enough. Maybe you don't... Whatever it is. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's, um, you know, I'm always late for work and now I'm going to be on time. Whatever, you know, I don't go to church or ashram or yogi school or whatever often enough. You know, uh, whatever it is, uh, check your motivation. Because this, with the sun in Capricorn, you know, Capricorn um, in the wrong hands... And the wrong hands is uninformed and unconscious. <laughs> Capricorn in the wrong hands does involve a lot of judgment and shaming and making people wrong for things that happen to go wrong and ascribing you know, responsibility and, and guilt and shame and all these terrible things. So just, just understand that uh, if you're not being conscious about Capricorn energy, then you're being unconscious about it, and that kind of thing can happen. So many, many New Year's resolutions fail because, uh, because they're made in the spirit of fear. And it's hard to maintain that and invest in that and motivate ourselves. We are motivated by fear, but it's hard to feed into that and really believe into that over the long term. So these things fail. If you make a decision for yourself that, that is not a resolution, but is making a self-empowered, grounded choice, right? making a decision, 
uh, to do something in a different way that will help you or improve your life or improve the kind of person you are for yourself and or for others, uh, then you have a shot. Make it from a place of self-love and groundedness. So, uh, so in one sense, uh, closing the year and beginning of the new year happens within the space of Capricorn. You know, it happens within, you know, the, the uh, just after the sun passes 10, 11, 12 degrees of Capricorn. Uh, now this year, on the, um, on the first, there's a new moon in Capricorn, so there is a real sense of new beginnings, but it's also conjunct Pluto and Mercury, as I mentioned, uh, with the subscriber service uh, stuff earlier. You can get all the details if you're a subscriber to tdjacobs.com, uh, but I'll say briefly that Pluto is about intense stuff. It's about digging below the surface. Mercury is about perception. Pluto and Mercury together are, you know, are um, it's a conjunction that is a the natural psychologist and or a paranoid uh, person, uh, so, you know, uh, you know, excessive. Uh, I just I just recently saw Maria Bamford, uh, one of our favorite comics, and and one of her albums I think is called. Um, uh, was something like unwanted thought syndrome or something, you know, persistent unwanted thoughts. And, uh, and so this is one of those things like paranoia, obsessiveness, um, you know, curiosity to the point of being obnoxious and destructive and, and, uh, also, um, you know, revealing the truth that isn't helpful, you know, revealing truths that aren't helpful, or it's about, you know, insight and digging below the surface and really understanding, uh, what's going on and what makes you tick. So, so these are our options on this first of the year. So as you're, if you're making intentions, that you know uh, that have to do with um, the new year, right? If you're if you're making what you would call intentions as opposed or resolutions as opposed to intentions, you know, a resolution can seem like I'm resolved to do this. I'm finally ready to do this. I have made this decision, but but it isn't. It's invested with the energy of fear. So instead, make get grounded. You can use the free meditation on tdjacobs.com. Uh, on the right-hand side of the homepage, uh, I think towards the bottom, uh, is a link to download it. And when you click on that, it opens up in a new window, and the player begins. So right-click on the player and choose Save Audio As, and that will that will give you the, the free meditation. But anyway, get grounded using that or, or something else. Uh, the reason I recommend that, one of the reasons, is um, uh, not because you need my voice to get grounded, but because... Uh, um, it's really effective and it opens the heart. It opens the fourth chakra and clears it out. There's a specific protocol in the meditation to clear out the fourth chakra. And if you do it on a regular basis, you will really notice the ability to generate energy from your fourth chakra, which is very soothing and calming to you and the world. It's generating love, not because you saw somebody or something that is cute or that you love, but because you choose to generate that love. So do that. Get grounded. Open your heart. Clear out your field and make your decisions. And uh, it's really, really interesting working with uh, Jehudi over all these years and now with, uh, with Metatron in a public way because he has been uh, one of my guides. Uh, I met him in 2004, but he had been a guide of mine my whole life. Um, and I didn't start talking about it until uh, I announced the... Um, energy and emotion clearing event, major channeling event that I did in uh, the end of August of uh, 2013, uh, the first of a new series, and we've had two now. The other one was Transforming Self-Doubt on November 9th, and the audio of each of those uh, is available through gdjacobs.com forward slash media, that HTML. Uh, powerful, powerful, powerful stuff, and one of the things that that um, that I've learned from making, you know, working with these, these, these two beings is the, the attention 
and investment that they put into speaking from our third chakra, you know, clearing things out enough that we can speak from our third chakra, which is a place of empowerment. The fifth chakra also counts as this uh, place of empowerment. But in the third chakra, in the in the fifth chakra, we um, control or surrender. In the third and the fifth chakra is in the throat. So obviously related to the voice, you know, and the organs of the production of speech. Uh, the third chakra is the solar plexus above the navel, below the bottom of the rib cage, and that is this source of personal power. And then in the fifth chakra, you decide if you align your personal power with a greater power, and that's the idea of surrender or control. Uh, but in this third chakra, sometimes it's very helpful to do an affirmation that's positive and proactive from that part of the body. And, the, and I encourage you to play with uh, going back and forth with, with putting your conscious awareness in a certain part of your body and either breathing in and out through that chakra, that part of the body, or um, uh, speaking something affirmative through that, you know, from that part of the body. So, for example, we might at certain times, um, you know, call up a family member in a meditation and give back what we borrowed from them and call back what we what we. Uh, what we uh, loaned them or, or forfeited or lost them. And this is a way of cleaning up our relationships. And we might do that from the second chakra. We might put our attention in that second chakra because that's where this stuff is exchanged. And that's where our opinions of ourselves are informed by the opinions of us that belong to other people. So now uh, it's time for the second break. Stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey this is tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com i'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel and uh uh today uh it's uh, december 25th and some of you are are uh not listening live but you're celebrating uh busily with uh, family and friends uh um uh the birth of jesus etc even though it probably didn't take place on this day and then it became you know mythologized quite a lot so it uh, co-opted you know previous uh you know, Saturnalia holiday, which from the Roman tradition, which was actually kind of a thing from earlier. Anyway, so you have this whole, this whole thing, but, um, uh, and others of you are not, others of you are actually perhaps listening, listening live to this. I'm talking about, um, setting intentions for the new year and working, learning to work with the universe. So kind of, I did a couple of diversionary, uh, things, uh, to kind of flesh out some info. And now returning to this idea, you set an intention from the right place with the right motivation and you do it right and you know that what you're intending what you want for your year is uh, wonderful and good <laughs> and you know that it is aligned with your heart you know that this is part you know perhaps you even have this sense of uh, destiny or the sense of this thing is um, 
is, you know, puts me on my path. You know, it, it, it activates what I'm here to do and it will, it's fulfilling all this stuff and you're passionate, you know? So when you announce to the universe that this is what's happening and thank it in advance, take every single thing that comes next, anything that may come next, but everything that does unfold after that as support from life. Every single thing. So you might say, um, this, this is what's going to happen, you know, and I need the support, and this is what's going to happen, and here's what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. The universe would be showing you that a part of you is vibrating. I don't know if this is going to happen. So then you have the opportunity to take responsibility for that and work on the part of you that doesn't believe it could happen, perhaps doesn't feel you deserve it, perhaps is still holding on to some, you know, honestly, some kind of childhood thing that uh, maybe I'm not going to amount to much. Maybe I can't have what I want. You know, anything like that could surface in your field at this point. So your job is to assume that the universe is working with you because it is. I will share with you that I have had uh, my share of absurd drama from me toward my guides over the years as I learned about this process. Because when I intended stuff, it would never work, and I felt like I wasn't supported. And this is part of my Pluto in the Twelfth learning about surrendering to understanding the truth of how things actually work here. And this is the truth. When you intend something, the universe says, great. You know, if it's coming from a loving place, the universe is completely on board and, and wants to support you. But you need to find out, you need to be informed if there are roadblocks within you, if there are hiccups, if there are speed bumps, if there are you know big giant trees growing in the middle of freeways that shouldn't be there, you need to learn that. And the only way you learn that is through coming, you know, meeting that resistance, coming up against the lack of the thing. So our jobs, if we're going to surrender in this way to the twelfth house thing of you know manifestation is really a twelfth house thing. Manifestation, we're always doing it, we're always vibrating, and if we can look at the universe around us, uh, the rest of the manifest world, including all the people we know and the dynamics we're involved in in different ways, personally and professionally, if we can keep uh, stay aware of all of those things as reflections of what we're vibrating, then instead of saying, well, I mean, don't take the you know Capricorn you know, I didn't read the user's guide Capricorn approach and, and do it unconsciously. Don't do the, well, gosh, then look how I messed that up. Well, God, that, that really doesn't work. I can't believe I was so stupid. Don't do that. Choose not to do that. Choose instead to say, oh, okay, so um, so there's something happening. What what could possibly be under the surface that uh, that I don't know you know, is running something or blocking something from coming in? And this is where the secret special trick comes in. Um, and if this uh, resonates with you at all I encourage you to get uh, Conscious Revolution uh, Tools for 2012 and Beyond which is the single volume but then the four combined volumes including it is Jehudi Speaks and I encourage you to get that because uh, these teachings really change lives and um, I'm happy to to offer them and I want you to to consume them Uh, if you get the Jehudi Speaks don't read it all like in a month it's like, it's very intense, and don't do that. You'll feel a little scrambled at the end. So get grounded and read a little bit here and there. You might be compelled, but just kind of take it easy, because uh, it's it, it will change things, and uh, it's better to do that in a really conscious way. Um, life is trying to help you. 
and but you need to re learn to read between the lines. And how you do that is give voice to the frustrated part of you that comes up when something doesn't work. It's, it's actually, the first step is that simple. Um, get grounded so that you can observe this voice and not feel identified with it 100%, because essentially that voice is, calls up a feeling, and the feeling will fill you. Because the feeling is like this, this energy frequency, this radio frequency, that is vibrating a certain way, and it will fill you. It will flush through your whole body, your whole field, and you will think, I am having this feeling. This is why getting grounded all the time is so expletive and useful. <laughs> it's so incredibly important, because then you can discern when things come up. And you can get to know your baseline when things are not dramatic. That's why I encourage that for you. Uh, and again, that free meditation on tdjacobs.com does wonders if you use it daily. I recommend twice daily, when you get up in the morning and when you, when you go to sleep at night, and then when, or before you go to sleep at night. Uh, and then when you um, are familiar with the process, you can just do the steps. You don't have to use the MP3, though some people prefer that. Uh, having it measured out and you know timed a certain way and having somebody else lead them through it or guide them through it. Um, but um, what is happening is helping you, but you have to separate a little, to get some detachment and object objectivity about the emotions that will fill you when the frustration comes up. So recognize, learn to recognize the triggers of your frustration. Oh yeah, that really gets me going. And that's really different from expletive, expletive, throw this lamp, knock this glass off the table, scream something. That's, you know, really, really different to be in your body in a grounded way such that you can say, oh yeah, Right, this thing, that thing really makes me angry, or that really hurts me. And uh, But to be feeling the feeling, but not having it run you. And this is a huge part of the work I do for everybody. And, and if you want to learn how to do this, give me a call. My number is 213-925-6019. My email is tom at tdjacobs.com. And, uh, you know, contact me because I do ongoing coaching work with people all over the world to do just this, to help them get grounded and centered and heal certain issues and release the past so that they can respond in the moment instead of feeling, you know, taken over by emotion and reactive and fearful about what may happen. Uh, this whole grounding process is very, very important, and it's uh, really the bread and, you know, the, the center, the meat and potatoes or the bread and butter, if you want those kinds of images, uh, of, um, of what I'm up to these days with this work. And it's, it's part of developing as an energetic being in a conscious way. So you're not a body with a mind. You're not a mind with a body. You know, you're, not a, you're not a smart person with a pesky body that happens to be attached. And you're not a, you know, a body that has this uh, smart mind. Um, but actually, you're an entire being. So this, this grounding thing is really, really important to, to help learn to, to deal more effectively with our emotions. And as I've, as I've, which is dealing more effectively with energy, which is the currency of our lives, you know, how everything f revolves around energy in our lives. You know, this is part of the part of the thing. I'll reference Jupiter and Cancer again, and Jupiter retrograding in the sign of Cancer. You know, being in the sign in general for a year, the opportunity to expand through emotion, but to shed certain emotions and certain emotional habits and patterns and reflexes, uh, and things that are unconscious about our emotional lives, uh, including behavior patterns that result from emotional uh, issues. Uh, having all those things come into more light so that they can be released. You know, all the good things with Jupiter don't come from magic. Uh, magic comes from being willing to receive magic by letting go of what doesn't work. So 
So everything that happens after you set your intentions is information, communication, reflection, mirroring from the universe of what you need to overcome, release, or do in order to move forward and have that thing. Very often, I mean, if you actually talk to guides directly, you'll get this kind of phrasing. You'll say, uh, and I've had this conversation on my behalf as well as on numerous clients' behalf, uh, okay, this is the goal. Can you help me understand why it's not happening? And the guides say something like, um, you're not sure you deserve it. Now, how I translate that is there may be a part of you that isn't sure you deserve it or is sure you don't deserve it. And there is actually kind of a, you know, sh you know, uh, jaded, pessimistic versus kind of doubt, doubting. Um, but so you work on that then. You find out what that is. So look at what is actually happening. This thing might not be happening or it might be happening in a different way. And, you know, first, be grateful to your guides and to the universe for helping you because everybody, by the way, Again, this is a show mostly about evolutionary astrology, but uh, this whole channeling stuff, is uh, it gives us important uh, perspectives and tools that can really help us learn to work with life and to make peace with how life actually unfolds. And as I mentioned earlier, my Pudu in the 12th, I need that. You know, I need to become empowered through making peace with how universal law actually happens. And this is a part of that. So everybody's got a 12th house, and, uh, and uh, I, I believe that... that uh, Finding or creating more harmony within life for ourselves and each other involves learning to work with life. You know, we're learning to work with the cosmos. So whatever you intend, the universe is helping you out. And it's up to you to decide if you are ready to trust that. And if you're not, do some things to help fix it. You know, call people like me or call me. Uh, but, um, or, you know, introduce some meditation, introduce some forgiveness work, introduce some healing, you know, introduce all these things in order to create a better uh, foundational space, a better, you know, um, site for yourself to be able to unfold with more, more faith in life and more trust. Um, it may be, for some of you hearing this, that your intention uh, for the year or for any particular project can seem blocked at every turn for a very long time. And I want you to make the decision at the outset of any kind of goal. You know, when you start putting something in motion, uh, make the decision to work on having faith and to maintain the goal. It is very common, as I mentioned earlier, to doubt that what we've chosen to do or what we've begun is in fact the right path if all the doors are closed. When you're in touch with yourself and you're grounded, and your intention comes from uh, the right places for the right reasons. You have a better sense of, is this aligned with my purpose? Or is this something that I'm trying to make happen that, that has at its root, ultimately, a, a, med a meditation, a motivation of fear? And uh, we, this is a great skill for people interested in uh, having a happier life, is looking a lot at these motivations what you want for yourself. You know, like I mentioned success earlier, manifestation. Are you trying are you are you working on manifestation because you know you deserve to receive and give love? Or are you working on manifestation and perhaps abundance because you want to have safety and security? Like you want to have cash and, and re resources. Very different. Because uh, to have you know to, to 
think that you want safety and security implies that you don't have it and you need the money to have it and money will become a problem at some point because of it. So, you know, it, money is about love. Money is about giving and receiving and money is a reflection of energy which is always tied to a loving motivation or a fearful motivation. So so you kind of several little full circles uh, we get into with this. So so this is my invitation to you to uh, to have faith that that you're going to pursue what goals are truly good for you and you got to check in with yourself and be responsible for that. And then to give so give yourself the benefit of the doubt that you can identify what is best for you and work with it. And uh, and then give the universe the benefit of the doubt to develop having some faith in life because life is actually simply a mirror for you as a powerful creative being. And if you've been creating a lack of success or a dearth of resources, or if you've been creating loneliness or argumentativeness in other people or conflict or a lack of support, if you've been experiencing those, you're creating them. But don't beat yourself up over it. Just, just say, okay, so I'm a powerful creator. How can I shift that? How can I shift that vibration? And uh, you'll, you'll, if you ask it then that way, you say, okay, I recognize that what I don't like in my life and what I, I feel doesn't serve me is actually showing me what I'm vibrating. You know, uh, ask life, ask your guides, call me, ask me. Uh, I'm happy to translate for you. But ask in a grounded, calm, loving way, okay, so what is it that I might need to see in order to change this? And you will be shown or told in multiple different ways if you are actually open. If you're kind of hand on your hip and you know tapping your foot and saying like, yeah, well, what am I supposed to do with changing it? Then you're not going to get such great advice. <laughs> you're going to get old wives' tales and worthless conventional wisdom that like you know is like made up fairy tales for you know uh, from hundreds of years ago. Um, but if you um, if you actually are open, you will you will get uh, in, in info. So um, yeah, so so this is um, this is actually the, the 25th of December. So you have a week. I, I wanted to get this show to you before you know after the solstice, but before uh, the new year, so you could work with some of these ideas and kind of understand how to think about the year ending uh, as you as you set intentions for the new year. If you do that. Um, uh, thanks, thanks for listening and for joining me. And um, if you like the show, if you got something useful out of this or any other episode, uh, donate to support the show at tdjacobs.com forward slash soul dot html s o u l dot html, and you can choose a monthly uh, donation uh, amount or do a one-time donation. But it really helps. The show does cost, and it really does help me uh, uh, keep the show on the air because I want to keep delivering uh, these teachings to uh, about 150,000 uh, people around the world. Uh, get this podcast, and that's really exciting after being on the air just a little over a year. Um, and I want to keep doing that, and so you can help me out, and uh, you're hearing this. So, uh, if you're hearing this, send me a few bucks and uh, and help me out with keeping the show on the air. Um, and also, I've recently launched the new subscription service, uh, and I'm really jazzed about it. I'm really, am I jazzed? Am I in the 80s or 90s? But anyway, I'm uh, very excited and enthused about it. Uh, gives me the opportunity to go in-depth every month on all the astrological happenings, uh, aspect patterns, ingresses, retrogrades, the sun's trek through the sign, new moons, full moons, eclipses, all the different kinds of things, as well as uh, offering a 15-minute channel meditation every month re related to some theme of the month. So you can uh, check that out through tdjacobs.com forward slash subscription.html. It's also linked from the homepage tdjacobs.com. 
thanks for joining me. And uh, next week on the show uh, is actually a, an interview uh, with an astrology student of mine named Kat Belmares, who, who uh, graciously agreed to come on the show. And we each share our chart data as we discuss karmic indicators in our own charts about stuff that's unresolved from different lives, karma we're working with, and stuff we're trying to find out and learn and make peace with um, related to what we're drawn to in entertainment media. I think it's a really interesting topic, and I've been working with this idea for a few years, trying to understand why I'm drawn to action movies. It's not because I'm a boy, and it's not because I perceive myself as an action-oriented individual. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a philosopher, teacher, you know, scholar kind of thing, and uh, um, but it's not that. It's a karmic trying to work out some Mars stuff as Mars and square the note. So that's a very interesting show. Uh, I encourage you to listen to that. And um, thanks for listening, and uh, take care of yourself, and be well. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.